What's up, Slow Drip listeners? This is your host, Zach. And Matt. And we have an exciting announcement. CisternaCoffeeCo.com is officially up and running. We are live. And everything is in stock. Uh, We've got our mugs ready to ship. Right in time for Christmas. Today's date is December the 7th. Um, So everything is ready for you to go. Um, Bolivian coffee's in stock. Thai coffee's in stock. Everything's freshly roasted. Coffee mugs, decals. Uh, This has been a long time coming. The site is beautiful and uh, ready to go. So... Wherever you're joining us on the Slow Drip journey, whether it's episode one or the end of the season, take a minute and go check out our new website and store and uh, pick up some coffee just in time for the holidays. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Okay. Welcome to the Slow Drip Podcast. I am Matt Luce, and with me today is Zach Moore. And if you've listened to any of the episodes of the Slow Drip in the past, uh, we just wanted to kind of reintroduce some things. We have been off for about 18 months from our last uh, podcast. And in that off-season time, we have kind of retooled some things, a slightly different direction, uh, new co-host, joining me mm-hmm. and uh, we're super excited we've done a lot of planning a lot of uh, kind of behind the scenes work to be able to reboot this and bring it back um, we're going to kind of introduce ourselves again for those that have not ever listened to the slow drip before so we're going to get into some interview questions in just a minute so you can get to know zach and myself a little bit better um, the interview questions that we prepared for each other we don't know what the other's going to ask so it could be anything the direction Moving forward is going to be strictly, or not strictly, coffee, culture, and Christ, and focusing on talking about those things and uh, how coffee brings us together, Christ brings us together, and you know opportunities to talk about different items of culture as we get started. So, um, Zach, before I jump into interview, and you want to just kind of give a brief uh, introduction of yourself, and then sure. we'll go right into some questions that I have for you. Yeah, so um, I'm Zach. It's good to meet you. And <laughs> for no, those of I, you in Radio Land, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, my wife tells me that I have a face for radio, so this is going to work out well, I think. She's uh, not wrong. I know. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a looker. Um, but no, I so I'm a web designer uh, by trade. Um, well, I say that I started out as a web designer, but now... I have uh, several people that work under me, and um, we have a full-fledged um, marketing agency now and uh, several clients in, um, all over the southeast, and uh, we really enjoy it, uh, or, uh, most days anyway. I'll say that. And in that sense, you are you know a lot like me in that uh, there's a little bit of uh, what I like to call chronic entrepreneurship, and I think that's one of the things that chronic that's a good one it ties us together just the kind of the entrepreneurial spirit of being willing to 
to try out something new, take on a new business venture. Uh, you and I are partners in Cisterna Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to talk a lot about Cisterna Coffee and coffee later on. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you're with me and that we're rebooting this and getting started again. And so I had a couple of questions just to kind of get get us rolling a little bit this morning. Go for it. All right. So first question, what is your guilty pleasure movie? And when I say guilty pleasure movie, I mean the movie that if you're flipping through the channels and it happens to be on halfway through the I'm rest gonna, of your I'm af- going to finish. Yeah. You're, the rest of your afternoon is gone. It doesn't matter. You left the the grass half cut in the backyard. You walked in to get some lemonade, and this movie's on. And you're like, "Well, I'll cut the grass tomorrow." <laughs> um, I would probably. I, I think I would have a couple actually. One of my go to. It's not anything that was even. I mean, it's a great movie to me, but I mean, I don't think it like was ever nominated for any awards or anything but i love you man was such a good movie to me um it's just hilarious paul rudd is uh he's he's great and uh that's it's not even a movie that i go to to watch like randomly Mm -hmm. but that's a perfect example like it may not always be the movie that you're like i really feel like watching this right you're gonna look for it in a queue but if it's on yeah then you're gonna watch the whole thing. Right. I've actually never seen it. It's a good movie. I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. Um, I haven't seen any of the Ant Man movies. I've not either. Um, I'm not a big superhero guy. That's interesting. I'm gonna ask a question about that in just a Are minute. you really? Yeah. Okay. My guilty pleasure movie would be uh, Con Air. Ooh. If that's on, like, or The Rock. Both those are. I mean, and they're kind of. I think they're both Bruckheimer, and they're both like that same mid to late 90s action genre mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how many times i've watched either of them if it's on then i'm gonna finish it i remember sitting in the floor my parents were still together i like out so i was small small and um <laughs> i was eating red beans and rice watching con air there you go right that's one of the few memories that i have See, like that early on mm-hmm. was Con Air and red, red Beans and Rice. It's such a good, I mean, it's it's almost bad, but it's just, it's good. You know, yeah. it's fun. Um, so speaking of Red Beans and Rice, what is your favorite snack food? Not Red Beans and Rice. No. No. Um, I like a good apple. Okay. Apple with a little lime, a little salt. Something, yeah, it's that is so not what I was expecting. No, yeah, I, yeah. I cut up an apple, squeeze the lime on it, a little bit of salt, and then gone about my day. Uh, that cashews, um, I'm not a big snacker, and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a big, I don't like sweets either. I'm not a sweet tooth guy. Uh, well, with the exception of the salted caramel Twix, I could eat 10 of those a day. They're so good. If if they ever get rid of that, I don't know. I will burn the factory <laughs> to the ground. I don't know what will happen. It's game over. For Twix, not me. Yeah, right. well, I mean, I guess I'm going to prison for arson. But, but um, wow, yeah. Just so we're clear, if the Twix factory ever catches on fire, it was not me. I would never. We should just cut this out. 
<laughs> no, it's going to have to stay. Um, I think my favorite snack food is dried figs and maybe a handful of cashews as well, which a dried fig sounds kind of healthy, mm-hmm. but it's really, if you think about it, it's just like the inside of a fig newton. Yeah. But you're yeah. eating a bunch of them. So I don't know if it's that good for you, but that's probably my favorite uh, go-to snack food. I could eat those all day. I don't, I'm not big on dried fruit. Mm-hmm. Like I like regular fruit, but why dry it? Just eat it before it dries. Yeah. Well, because figs aren't really in season all the time. You can get fresh apples. Whenever. Yeah. Not so much with figs, unless you're in Turkey. or I had some figs in Turkey, and delicious. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to maybe when we're there, there together um, doing that. What's your favorite book? <clears throat> I'm not sure. That's actually, I think that's actually one of my questions for you. I wondered if we would have the same question, which would be cool. Um, but I know that you were on a kick at the start of this year to read 52 books in a year. So yeah. So a lot of those books that I like, I'm I'm in the middle of like four books right now. Right. Um, so some of them are nonfiction, some of them are fiction. Like um, I don't know the uh, the whole Lord of the Rings series is great. Um, the Hobbit. Um, I think my favorite though would probably be Steve Jobs' biography. Really? Yep. It's I've read it like three times. It's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of one of the qualifiers. If it's a book that you go back to and read yeah. multiple times, yeah, and not just like an audible listen, but like like read the paper version. I couldn't put it down. Start I'll, start to finish. I'll have to check that out. Um, like you, I have three or four books going at the same time. A lot of mine are nonfiction. Uh, my favorite book of all time, which I could pick up and read again at any point, is The Dharma Bums by Jack Kerouac. Never never read that one. I actually almost brought a copy for you today. But, Should have. Um, yeah, it's, you know, loosely autobiographical, Kerouac, um, if you like the beat generation and, and all of that. But it's just... It's a really cool, cool read. Um, and it's one that I could go back to whenever and read over and over. Uh, what do you do for fun, leisure time activities? Golf. I enjoy golf. I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. <laughs> um, music, guitar. Um, and then I like just, I, do, I like doing yard work. I like sitting on the front porch and, you know, having a cup of coffee and waving at the, neighbors as they walk by and our our neighbor she's super sweet her name's miss ann um she uh she's the kind that brings you soup when you're sick Mm -hmm. so i had covid and she she uh came over rang the doorbell and set a uh, fresh bowl of uh chicken noodle soup down on our step for me um very sweet lady so i just i don't know i enjoy being with people and doing things with people and that's probably my, that's what I do most of the time when I'm just killing time. Just want to be around somebody. Yeah. Do you fish? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite leisure time activities. Yeah. Well, and when I lived up North Georgia, I, I fished a lot more, uh, specifically fly fishing. Um, 
because it was nothing to drive to Tennessee or the Carolinas to, uh, to find a stream. I mean, there's some good trout streams in Georgia too. Um, but uh, since moving south, I, right. I've gotten out of the habit. We've been planning a trip sometime this spring, hopefully, to go chase the North Georgia Brown. When? I know. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we always say that. Oh, we've we got to do that. But I, I'm also an avid fly fisherman, and I think that's one of the things that when we get more into our our friendship development, that was one of the things that we first did together, mm-hmm. was go fly fishing. Uh, I also like to knit. Um, and Which when I sit at home, you know, watching Netflix or whatever, like I'm always knitting or something. So, um, yeah. I'll, I want to pick it up mm-hmm. just well, because I think like, the the knitting sticks are cool and they yeah. just... I know that's not what they're called, but I know. But I'm going to let you call them that forever because I love and to I'll, call them that, and I'm going to right. Um, yeah, and uh, well, and I think like we've talked about this before. I think this is something that will appeal to you because it essentially is ones and zeros, mm-hmm. um, and just how you combine two different stitches. And that's it. So if you think about it like that, like binary, it's uh, it's kind of cool how it all comes together. I am working on a pair of socks for you. And I turned the heel on the second one last night, so Dope. hopefully by the next time we're together recording, you'll be wearing some new socks. Yes, I will. Yeah. Unless it's this hot in here. It is a little warm in the studio now. Which Why don't we just talk about that real quick? Because um, we were planning to be somewhere else. Yeah, so, yeah. so we are in Dublin, Georgia today. Um, it's It's halfway between where both Matt and I live, um, and uh, there's there's a great co-working space here. It's a beautifully set up. Um, the 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 people who who have it are they're very kind, and uh, they they let us use their conference room a couple of weeks ago. Whenever we uh, when we did our first dry run of the podcast, and whether those episodes air or not, it's a Another question, but there were some sound issues. Um, it's right on a main highway, and there are lots of log trucks and street noise, and and uh, it was it was just not ideal. Um, well, I had booked the conference room again for today, um, but our red our uh, reservation never got confirmed or approved. So essentially, we're locked out of the building, and I'm paying for the time right so i called a friend of mine who actually just happens to be two blocks down the road um buck benton he's a pastor of a a connection church dublin um and his offices are here along the same um well kind of off the same road and um he, he i just asked him if we could use his and and here we are we're actually sitting in i don't i probably shouldn't call it a studio this is like a this is a sunday school classroom for mm-hmm. two and three year olds but it's a studio today it is a studio today and <laughs> on a thursday wow and what a, a a bit of provision to but i mean yeah, yeah. it worked out absolutely perfect because the i mean there's a guy with a lawnmower outside that i'm sure that we'll probably pick up but like other than that like it's relatively quiet. It's private. We don't have a bunch of people coming in and out. And it fits the budget. Fits the budget. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. You know, it's I love it when things like that come together because I I pulled up and 
you were standing outside your car and you were like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Yep. Uh, Same. Uh, so this worked out beautifully. All right. Last kind of serious question. It's not serious, but kind of the last one that I had prepared and then I'll turn it over to you so you can kind of put me in the hot seat. But yeah. um, if you could have one superpower, hmm. what would it be? Teleportation. What would your super name be? Teleport guy. I don't know. No. Teleportation for sure. Like, I'd sell my car. I'd never have to fly. Like, oh, I need to be in Germany in the next 10 minutes. Okay. Boom. No problem. Yeah. I don't know. Time travel. Time travel's up there yeah. too. But. I mean, it depends on what school of thought you're in. I think some some superhero schools of thought say that if you can teleport, you can also bend time. We won't get into all of the sci-fi of that. Yeah, we'll leave the theory of relativity relativity to another. Right, we'll, we'll another address episode. it later. Um, but yeah, I think a, a lot of the the individuals or superheroes that can teleport, I think, have the ability to at least bend space and time a little bit. Um, if it were me and I got to have a superpower, it would be to change molecules. Oh yeah. Yeah, at random. I mean, I've told you that before. Yeah. But I think that would be cool. I mean, you see. Water, boom, now something completely different. You can change, like, solids to liquids, liquids to solids, um, change the molecules of the air in the room. At what point does it stop, though? Like, if I start a chain reaction event. And like, it, okay, so it we're in this room, it's roughly, what, 12 by 12, 15 mm -hmm. by 15? So, like, how do you control it from, like, turning all the oxygen or all the nitrogen in this room into gold healing well yeah gold yeah so you turn it all but like what keeps it from going outside right what what keeps it from i mean i guess that's why it's a superpower yeah I, well i haven't thought that far ahead i just in in all of my time of thinking like you're like oh man i could change everything in here to gold and then you do it and everybody on earth dies including you because now right. there's no oxygen well and there have been stories about i mean like all the way back to the midas touch and you know the the fable of King Midas, and was granted the ability to turn anything that he touched to gold, and then he died because every time he picked up something to eat, it turned to gold. It turned to gold. Yeah. So, did you, did you ever see that uh, Skittles commercial where every <laughs> where every time the old man <laughs> touches something, it turns to Skittles. He picks up his stapler, it turns to Skittles. Like I think I actually. Do you remember that? And like they're like, oh man, that's awesome. And he's like, is it though? Is it really? Yeah. I've never been able to hold my newborn baby. <laughs> he, he popped into Skittles. <laughs> he hits the desk and it changes. It turns to Skittles. His computer falls and it, yeah, it's pretty good. You should look it up. Okay. It's it's relatively old. I feel like it was probably a Super Bowl commercial. It'd be a great Super Bowl commercial. Better than what we're getting now, anyway. Yeah. The, Am I the only one that thinks that all the commercials for the Super Bowl this year were trash? Well, I didn't watch it or the commercials around the Super Bowl. I'm not a big commercial person. I don't like people telling me what to do. And <laughs> so having a marketer tell me what product to buy really gets under my skin. So Understandable. I'm like, I'm not going to even do that. In fact, actually, I was listening to a couple of podcasts getting ready for kind of the reboot. And... Uh, I was so unused to having commercials again 
listening and something came on during a podcast that I was listening to. And it was like, I, I thought I was in a different dimension, just what they were talking about. And first of all, I didn't realize that cars now come with massaging chairs. Yeah, my truck does. Like, that's a big thing. I had no idea. Um, and then something else was like, yeah, and if you come down to the lot and buy a car now, we'll register you to win tickets to Wango Tango. And I don't even know what that is either, but it just, I'm driving down the road and I'm like, I've never heard of any of this. I don't want to buy a vehicle because... You don't want to go to Wango Tango? Uh, no. I have no idea. I have zero clue what's going on with all it this. sounds like it would be like a rodeo or something. Now I'm in. Like, if it was a rodeo. I could watch a rodeo. Yeah. That's fun. All right. Well, that's all I've got. All right. Well, let me get in mine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask mine out of, out of order. Um, what's, your, what's your favorite book? The Dharma Bums. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We, we already established that. Uh, yeah, um, and a second, I I love to read a lot of fiction, but I think some of my favorites are nonfiction, autobiographical, memoir-type books. Um, another one that I would read in a heartbeat again is The Motorcycle Diaries. I've not read that one either. Which is uh, Che Guevara in his journey pre-revolutionary days in driving a motorcycle across South America. So it's got some great lines and quotes from that book too what is your best execution of self-education oh like, okay yeah um that's an interesting question i think relearning how to fly cast it's probably the best example to give you of re-education or self-education because um, it because it took right because it time yeah it, it, it does it takes a lot of time and um, when I got back into fly fishing I, I learned to fly fish when I was really young my grandfather got me my first fly rod um, I still have it it was a Orvis eight six clear water um, really really flexible. And designed for you know small mountain streams, and about four or five years ago, I decided I wanted to get back into fly fishing, and so started going down to our family farm and, and fly fishing on on flat water, and targeting bass and and panfish and way out of practice. And so, but it was at the time that I was picking it like up, like I was whenever I went with you the first time. Yeah, but I, I was able to put you on fish the first time, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but this was like, really it was more, not strictly for mental health, but it was like to be able to get out and do something, have some solitude, be in God's creation. And it was, it was hard at first. And, and it is, you know, a little bit of work, but there's a finesse to it. And what I came to really love about fly fishing was the harder I try, the worse I get. And so when I can just let go and relax, Mm -hmm. then it starts to come naturally. So it was a good, I'd say six or eight weeks fishing every week, once a week before I really was casting well again. And maybe it was two months before I even had a fish on the line. But it was kind of that, like, I'm going to be patient and determined and keep trying. And then it paid off. And, you know, now I can punch a streamer fly into a headwind right where I want it. 
and that's a great feeling. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, um, it's probably been twelve years. Other than when I fished with you, it's probably been twelve years since I. Uh, that's not true. Uh, the last time I went fly fishing was two thousand twelve, so ten years. Mm. It's been a, it's a minute. It's been a yeah, good minute. So, the question I probably worded it a little little wrong because I was expecting, like, an answer a little differently. Not necessarily like the best example, but like how you execute it. So yours obviously is by doing and repetition. Practice. Yeah. Practice. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's probably mine too. Um, I'm, so, I'm a self-taught musician. So I, building off of what you were, how you answered it, I think that's probably, that's probably mine. Um, so I, I was in band when I was in high school uh, for a couple of years. Um, so, I mean, I can read music. I understand some music theory. Um, but like just sitting around noodling and playing, figuring things out for myself. And um, I, I also, like a lot of people will say, like when you're playing, like especially like with guitar and piano, um, like some people say that they like can see colors in different, uh, yeah, but I see shapes mm -hmm. um, and like patterns, um, which is which is kind of interesting. Which is why you're gonna enjoy knitting once you, probably once you learn how to hold the sticks the sticks, <laughs> then then you really get it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's, it's visualizing patterns. Um, and that, that's actually kind of another example, too, along those same lines. That I started knitting when I was in college. I've never learned how to read a pattern. So I, my mother is incredible. So yours was legit trial and error. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, my mother taught me to knit, and she can read patterns and you know look at a piece of paper and go, oh, that's an Afghan sweater, and in six weeks, I'll be able to wear it. And... Uh, I can't do that, uh, so I um, I just started, and same thing. It's just a relaxation for me to keep my hands busy, and um, yeah. So just slowly over time, picked up a little bit here, a little bit here, and so yeah. I think for me, it is that kind of in all things, continually repeating and, and trying to get a little bit better every time and whatever it is. There's no grass outside. Yet there, they have been at it for a solid half hour. But there's there's no grass. What are they weed eating and blowing around? Zero scaping. There's nothing out there but concrete and pavement. Mm -hmm. Well, let's move on. Justification. Mm -hmm. All right. So next question. <clears throat> Your life is made into a movie. Oh. Who plays Matt Luce? Matthew McConaughey, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. That's easy. We should call him up. We should be like, hey, we're making a movie, and mm -hmm. we want you to play. He, he's not the main character of his own life, but 
we, we want you to play. <laughs> hey, he's a side character, supporting actor at best, but this is going to be about his life. We want you to play the... Sometimes he's the antagonist. Sometimes he's not. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah. Actually, that's probably one of the most accurate things I've said about you in a while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. I mean, that's one I've actually put some thought into. It, no, you answered it mm-hmm. immediately. So who would play you? Um, I'm going to go back with Paul Rudd. I just I just dig Paul Rudd, man. He's got a good vibe. and uh, He could he work just, with McConaughey pretty well. I think so. He could also kind of get a Danny McBride. Uh, who could? What? You could. You could oh, play, I could? Yeah, yeah, by Danny McBride. Well, so if I've been told once, I've been told 10,000 times that I look just like Nick from New Girl, Jake Johnson. Have you ever seen Jake Johnson here? No. Yeah. I, well, I, is that the Zoe Deschanel sitcom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think I know who you're talking about. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we do. Wow. Okay. Yep. I can see that. Yeah. And like. I mean, I was sitting in the, um, was sitting in the, in the office at my daughter's school, and the assistant principal walks out of his office. I've never met the guy. He was like, "Dude, you look just like Nick from New Girl." I was like, "I know." I get that a lot. I know. And what's crazy is like, I swear that they followed me around to make sure that you weren't actually no, 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 to get the idea for his character because like. We have uh, the same mannerisms and like the same like, facial expression. It's mm. weird. It's well, you're just living in your own Truman show and they're using it for character development. I've thought about that. I've thought, what if I am? Um, and like, I like take a quick glimpse, try to catch a camera. Or, I feel like that might be a common fear since that film came out. People will, uh, you know, wonder. Like, I, I, I have actually, I have actually thought about it. What if I really am? the center of this world and like everybody just plays a character mm-hmm. in this show about my life extremely mundane show about my life and slightly narcissistic too but yeah yeah i mean not on my part i don't know what's going on sure i guess that's fair but to to assume that that might actually be the case though i don't understand why it would be mm-hmm. because i'm not interesting or at least I don't think I am. I'm I not. Think you are. I mean, I'm. Well, I say I don't know. Corbin says I'm like I, the most interesting man in the world. Mm-hmm. The Dosekis guy, right? Corbin says I give him a run for his money. Like random things happen to me all the time mm-hmm. that just don't happen to people. Well, like our studio space was not confirmed, and then boom, here we are yeah. in a kindergarten classroom. At 8 o'clock in the morning. And it's even better than what we expected. It really... Well, really speaking of doppelgangers, um, we're not even going to say the very first thing that I ever said to you. And I, I didn't even know you, and I walked up and said, hey, you look like... And... That is not for this podcast. But we're still friends. We... You didn't know... Like, you... Did you even know my name? Nope. At that point? Nope. I didn't know anything about you. Like... And that was the first thing I said. This could have went. South real fast. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. Yeah. Like a lead balloon that the chemist changed all the molecules in the <laughs> nitrogen into lead. <laughs> See? Yeah. But remarkably, we're still friends. 
I just think that it's hilarious that your superpower would kill you immediately. Right. Because you're like, I'm going to change all the mole- all the air molecules, all the, well, into gold. I want it all to be gold. And then all of a sudden you can't breathe and you just suffocate. Well, and to be fair, I don't think I would go with gold. I mean, it's not like I want this superpower because of some like avarice or greed. No, no. Well, I mean, I was just using that because you used it earlier. I mean, you could use it for good, too. Yeah. You know, like... Change it to helium, and then everybody's just walking around laughing. Well, or uh, plastic particles, microplastics, and then boom, now they're H2O. Yeah. Clean drinking water. Save the planet. Mm. Indeed. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. This one, I, I feel like is a pretty good one. You can go back in time with only one piece of knowledge to take with you, what do you take and to win? Well, there's a lot of answers to that. I was kind of two yeah. or three questions in one. But but well, you can only take one. So, like, I've, I've thought about it like, I, like I thought if I could only do, like, I wouldn't take a phone or a computer or a car. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've thought about, like, taking, like, my F-150 Back to a colonial. like Henry Ford and showing him like this is what it's going to be like in 120 years, mm-hmm. and just well how? how I mean I don't know you're going to figure that out but yeah right but like or like cell phones like mm-hmm. I take a cell phone back and like this is a phone it fits in your pocket it's also a camera well how does it work uh, I'm not sure. Alexander Graham Bell is just sending the first telegraph across the country at this point. And you're yeah. Like, this is what it's going to turn into. So, like, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you can take one piece of knowledge, but that's it. Like, it's it's a very surface level. Like, what are you taking and to win? Well, yeah, I've thought about this in, in one sense before in the, like if I could go back in time to like when Bessemer was figuring out how to make steel, like lighter, stronger steel, and like the Rockefeller, robber baron days, mm-hmm. just knowing what that would become, if you could go back in time and just buy shares, you know, pre-Bessemer, and then try time travel back to the future and boom. Reap the benefits. Yeah. Well, I've thought about that. Um as far as like nothing is named Rockefeller, it's all named Loose, <laughs> <laughs> or or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, as far as like taking something back to like show or or whatever, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of like events in in history that I'd love to you know, witness and see, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know that I have a specific, like, I, I I mean, there's the cliche, like, you'd go back and stop terrible, terrible things from happening. Mm-hmm. Which uh, neither or, or of us tr- mentioned first. Like, that wasn't our first knee jerk was to stop a horrible event from happening. I mean, which you could. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you, I mean, the butterfly effect is real, and you don't know how that's gonna change the future right right um so like i mean yeah i would like to think that i could stop a terrible thing from happening but like i'm 
also open-minded enough to think, how is this really going to affect everything going forward? Right. Well, in that sense, I think one of the first things that if I was given the opportunity, I'd love to just tag along with Alexander von Humboldt when he did all of his South American expedition. Um, and he, from from that, basically fathered modern geology and climate studies and all kinds of things came out of that. So, you know, his climb up Chimborazo would be one of my yeah, maybe top ten past historical events that I would go back and want to be a part of. And just even be like a Sherpa. Be like, hey, I'm just going to hang out. I didn't bring anything helpful, uh, not even a headlamp or a flashlight. Or I'm just I'm just gonna hang out. Yeah, fly on the wall. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's another book, The Invention of Nature, uh, kind of the biography of von Humboldt. I've read probably three times. It's a big one. So we would both go back into the past, but not change anything. Mm-hmm. We would just go to hang out. Yeah. Well, and you would show Henry Ford, like, hey, this is what you're doing right now is going to become. I didn't mention, but specifically to race him. I want to race him because his car is going like 30 miles an hour. And, like, I'll just give him a one-lap head start, and he's going to be like, ha, I'm going to smoke this kid. But then I just gun it, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm doing a 100-mile-an-hour around the track, and, in your F-150? Yeah. And he's just like, wow. But then I run out of gas and can't refill because they don't have unleaded fuel. I, and I, I knew you were going to get there eventually. I wasn't going to mention it. But, yeah, I knew there was going to be kind of a, a hitch in this whole plan. You've got – well, you've got an extended tank, so you've got extended range. Yeah. But you probably – But like 36 a, gallons is only 36 gallons. Right. So – I don't you can't know. fill back up with whale oil. You know, I another one I, I think I'd probably go back to Apollo 13. Mm. Like, I don't feel like stopping that, like, because they all survived, they all lived, but, like, stopping that isn't going to have anything but a positive effect. I mean, they would have went to the moon, A, um, but then they would not have been stressed out for several days. Right. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, uh, that, that might be interesting. Yeah. I could see that. That, I mean, that's another one of those movies. It's not in my like guilty pleasure, but if Apollo 13's on, I'm going to watch part of it. Maybe not finish it. Oh no. I enjoy, thoroughly enjoy. That's a good one. Yeah. Really? Well, it's just a reminder that you should never travel with Tom Hanks. True. Because he's lost in an airport. Yep, terminal. Uh, he's stranded on a desert island. Castaway. A, in a moon pod without any heat. Yep. Trying to eat frozen Apollo, hot dogs. Apollo 13. What else? Um, Sully. Yep. Yep. Um, Captain Phillips. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. whether he's a, a, a freighter captain or air captain. On a plane, on a boat, mm-hmm. on a spaceship, it doesn't matter. That Joker's going to get stranded somewhere. He needs to stay at home Well, is what he needs to do. Saving Private Ryan, that one doesn't end well for him either. You know, I read that in Saving Private Ryan, like some of his cast members had to go through like rigorous like physical 
agility stuff, but he didn't. So like their hatred for him was real. <laughs> like he was he already hit all the benchmarks or like he just kind of He didn't like, have to. Like he just didn't. He was like I, it's my movie. I can't remember where so I read that. So I'm not going to even subject myself to the thing I'm subjecting you to. I guess, yeah. But like wow, the hypocrisy of that. Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. I, I think it, I'm like 78% sure it was Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And that was real. I need to look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up and find it and send you. Well, next time we're together, we'll, you'll have that for us. Yeah. Cool. What was his coffee? Uh, right now, it's a Honduran from Verve. And we'll talk about that a little bit kind of the next time we get together. Um, it's a good segue into kind of wrapping this episode up as you've gotten a chance to get to know each of us a little bit more. But um, it, we're not going to hold hard and fast to anything in the podcast but we also recognize that um you know there are a lot of podcasts out there that are two guys on microphones talking about whatever comes to mind so we're going to try to at least bring a little bit more thoughtful content than that yeah. and we're going to do some some things uh tasting different coffees talking about other things but coffee being kind of one of those things that pulls us together we mentioned you know zach and i uh work together for cisterna coffee which is a startup that's just getting off the ground. It is specifically uh, direct trade, and the uh, the point of the direct trade is to uh, help fund international missions around the world. So we're we're trying to benefit local growers, local coffee producers in the coffees that we're choosing to source, and then after uh, we roast them here in Middle Georgia and sell them, the proceeds from that we're putting back into. Uh, international missions and it's good coffee and it's very good coffee yes well i think that's uh i think it's a good point to take a break to break yeah yeah feels like a good time to take a break and 